Welcome to Navigating Change, everyone. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm here once again with Howard Teibel. Hello, Howard the Wise. <laughs> Blaze. I'm going to start calling you something. For you. <laughs> oh, no. Call the Wise. No. The name call calling. Me, how, about, how about call me Gandalf? Gandalf, that's right. That's right. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so here's our topic today. I think this is an awesome one. And you know what? I think I, I didn't think this was awesome about a half hour ago. <laughs> now I really, I actually think it's awesome. The topic is this, the importance of training as a team. Uh, now, now, the context of this, I think, is, you know, in, in order to project a little bit, to steal your line, we underestimate what it means to collaborate. What does that mean in the context of training as a team? So when I was thinking about this topic, about working as a team or training as a team, a very typical way groups will attempt to get at this is obviously you do some kind of team building, right? So, And I, I've done team building events to help teams learn how they can work better together. So you do these artificial and they're, they're fun. I mean, they have this new thing now with Legos. You can do these, you can learn about each other uh, in terms of building something and, and you learn about who's strong at something and it brings people out. But these are artificial environments and they're, they're great as a way of learning how you'd behave in that situation with a Lego. But when it comes to, for example, a requisition that comes in that makes its way through your whole organization from the moment the request comes in all the way went through the uh, requisition payment needs to be made, there is a whole bunch of people that touch that process. Same with a sales cycle. Tons of people will touch the process. So let's first assume that you've got a group that's willing to cooperate because I think there's some confusion about cooperation and collaboration. You know, co cooperation is the spirit behind it. Collaboration is the, the act of being able to uh, turn things over. The analogy that comes to my mind, if you think about Olympic athletes, you, know, you watch in a relay race, it's, it's phenomenal. And they make it look so simple in that as one of them is approaching another at full speed, the person in front takes off and then without even looking back, their hands behind them, the baton goes in the hand and without breaking stride, it's like the same person in a different body is moving at that same pace. None of us realize how much practice goes into that. And my experience in the business world is that there's almost no practice that goes, that goes into these handoffs or turnovers. The only place you hear about it is you hear about it in things like fire drills. You know, So the fire department does this all the time or emergency drills. But in business, this doesn't happen. And that is, I think, the core missing link is the practice of the collaboration. That's a, that's a, a really powerful message, this, this culture of drills. Uh, in fact, in, in contrast to, you know, we're talking about the, f the fire department or the police, emergency responders or the military who, who spend so much time training for whatever is to come next— uh, in business, it seems like the response comes only after the failure, only after the point where the process is broken. Then we go into analyzing data and we go into figuring out what went wrong right. uh, in order to improve for next time, rather than let's just go and see how this particular event 
touches every single department through the cycle. That is incredibly important. So uh, then it, 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 the question to me is, how do you implement a system like this uh, and get everybody on the same uh, on the same page so that they're interested in in improving. How do you create a culture of drills? Well, it's interesting because what I was thinking about when you were just speaking, there'll be people out there that go, no, no, we do this all the time. But I would suggest that these are situations where you're testing systems because you know we're, I'm working with uh, a team right now and they are going through a testing process over the next three months about a system implementation and testing and writing test scripts and all of that so that when the system goes live, the system will work the way they're expected to work. But that's different from testing the people behavior to be able to do it. So what do you do? do? Now this is going to be a bit out of the box and Anybody that's sitting there going, I already have too much work to do. This is going to overwhelm them. But, you know, so don't hit the stop button yet. Just surrender yourself for a second and say, all right, I'm going to listen. So here's the idea. Simulated projects. Now, when I say a project, it could be, and I'm talking about literally at a transaction level. So let's say that you have a requisition process that goes from the moment goes into the purchasing department, there is a contract process, and then the process goes then to an approval process, and then, then it goes to back to the customer, who then something gets set up in the system. What I'm suggesting is at a transaction level, creating a simulated project or transaction, and that everybody in the cycle knows it's not real. And that we're using it to practice the behavior between the groups. Now, what would that do? I can tell you if there truly was buy-in from management, we're going to do this. And I expect people to treat this as if it is a real transaction. What it will do is it will encourage mistakes. People will have fun with it. And they will be able to discuss the breakdowns that happen in that people process. Because the risk level is lowered. Whenever there's, that's why training is so effective, by the way, because there's no risk. Mm-hmm. People love training. The problem with training is it doesn't have that sense of realness. If you had a fake transaction, and even if people knew it was fake, if they were doing it in the course of their business day, it will be as if it's real. But that slight bit of awareness that it's not real and there's not risk of failure on this, you could actually use it to uncover how do we get better at passing the baton between us. Oh, that's such a great metaphor, that baton passing. Uh, it makes just so much sense in, in this process that we're practicing not just systems, but the integration of departments and people. And I'll tell you, there are some groups that wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole, and there's right. other groups that it really does require a leader to say, let's try it. You know, it's so funny. A- any new idea gets quashed because people get so nervous that it's almost like you, you give an idea, it's got to be permanent. I'm talking about trying something. And that's 
you might discover that it didn't give you anything, but you might discover something incredible, which is, you know what? It didn't add that much more work, and I can tell you if you keep it discreet, almost like we're going to practice this as an additional transaction, it will not add to the work, but you can't count on your staff to see that. You've got to be willing to just put this out there and say, we're going to try this, and then and say, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Right. Um, and, and that's part of the dilemma I see. You know, I, I'm, I'm so passionate about wanting to see these things tried. And, and I can't tell you the number of times I see things don't happen because people are afraid that what's the impression it's going to leave? Like, but it doesn't have to be permanent. Just try it. Besides, the impression that you get when you try something new like this is, is you know, when you kind of throw yourself all in, you're you're leaving an impression of you as a collaborator and of of your team as inspiring that sort of collaborative spirit and that's what we're shooting for isn't it that's right absolutely this is a great topic howard i i applaud you for showing uh giving us a new tip to try i think this is a great one and i i think uh, i think more more offices and departments and organizations should do this i think it's a great one Good. Uh, if you are interested in learning more about the uh, Navigating Change podcast, make sure to head over to tybalink.com and look for the podcast link. You can catch up with all of our back episodes and uh, d- listen to them right there online or subscribe to them in iTunes. That is the best way to uh, download all the la- latest episodes and ensure that the new episodes download directly to your computer every Monday uh, when they are released. On behalf of Howard Teibel, my name is Pete Wright. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Navigating Change. Mm-hmm.